welcome, friends, to Tanked Up, the podcast all about video games and beer. I'm one of your hosts, Ben. Oh, I've got no idea what episode it is. 200, 329, 330, 331, 4,806. I'm here with Lucy. Hi. <laughs> can you, can you, you know, can you kind of see that we've been here for 4,000 episodes now? It's crazy. How do you feel, Lucy? It's been so long. Tired. <laughs> <laughs> and we're here with Adam as well. Hey. <laughs> Who looks not a day over, you know, episode 331. So, there we go. Which is um, in an hour? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, yeah. Uh, you, you've aged me by an hour. <laughs> I, I look like I'm older than I am by the laws of physics. Thanks, Ben. Brilliant. 321, uh, I should say. Um, let's open some beers. Adol, what are you opening first? Uh, I've gone for another Dutch beer. It's uh, the Moore Sluthel Beer Engineers Daily Grind Batch Number 1 Coffee Stout. Um, ironically, according to the stamp, it's Batch Number 422. <laughs> But it's a, yeah, it's a, our daily grind is not the super thick knife and fork beer we usually brew, but a drinkable, sessionable stout that finishes dry and light. You can consider this a more classic stout with light caramel aromas and intense roasted palate. Clocking it at 6% ABV with a creamy mouthfeel, as with coffee, this beer is used to keep your company and improve your mood during your daily tasks. Um, so I, I won't be irritable. That's good. As I normally am. <laughs> It's funny doing daily tasks. Um, it's one of the hottest days of the year. Yeah. Stout. Uh, oh yeah. Me. As long as it's as long as it's chilled, you'll be you'll be alright. Right. I suppose. <laughs> uh, Lucy, what are you opening? Uh, I'm opening up a beer. Where is it? Um, where did I put? It? <laughs> <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> uh, I am drinking a beer. That was crafted in Kingston, Jamaica. Oh. Um, from Troubles Brewing. Uh, not one I've heard of. Mm. Didn't even know there was a, um, I guess, craft scene in Jamaica. No. Um, this is called Easy Skanking. It's a Hefeweizen. Nice. Good name. It's, um, Agreed. It's 5.5%. Uh, it says wheat beer as well. So, uh, about this beer. Is it just describing what a Hefeweizen is? Yeah, it's just describing what a Hefeweizen is. Mm. I'll read it anyway. For those of you who have been on this wonderful journey for over 300 episodes or whatever, who don't know what a Hefeweizen is, uh, the Hefeweizen or German-style wheat beer is brewed with mostly malted wheat. Uh, this is a cloudy straw-coloured beer uh, consisting of clove and banana-like flavours, which are derived from the Bavarian yeast. So yeah, this made the journey. Um, hopefully, it's still fresh. Mm. Um, so yeah, where did you get that from? Uh, it was brought back um, for me. Uh, nice. My my nan and my aunt went to Jamaica. Uh, so they were they only came back recently. Mm-hmm. And yeah, this was there. So nice. That's good that they yeah. were you know at least going to places as well. And they're like, oh, a beer <laughs> for Lucy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, they always meal me back stuff, yeah. um, food and stuff <laughs> before, before the cops come. Uh, so yeah, um, this was different. So nice, smells nice. Good, good. Um, I'm gonna sort of stay on trend for the evening's drinking, and for the two episodes, I'm gonna drink a beer from Lost and Grounded. Um, called Spring Protagonist. It's a special bitter ale. Uh, it is four point eight percent. Um, it's got some leaves on the can mm. in the sky, I assume, in the background. Um, there's not a huge amount of information on a Lost and Grounded can. Uh, that's it. Tells me what it is. Tells me the style. Tells me the percentage. And that is it. Does give me things like the allergens and the ingredients, but not what malts, what hops or, or yeast or anything is. So I will just get it cracked and, and see what it's like. And we'll come back to you, Adol, for the the stout, the coffee stout. 
Coffee stout, yeah. Six percent coffee stout, so lighter than I normally aim for. Hmm. Um, but I I do enjoy that they recognized and called it sessionable at six. Yeah. Oh, that is very caramelly, quite sweet. I oh, hit the mic. Um, doesn't say it has lactose. It's water, malted barley, wheat, oats, hops, yeast, and coffee. Um, but there is this like creamy, caramelly nose. Oh, mm -hmm. It's really lovely. Uh, it's definitely the coffee doing some work. Um, and then um, yeah, they have oats, so that also probably helps the creaminess. And maybe giving it a bit more of a fuller body as well. Hopefully, it's mm -hmm. a bit of um, So it does have a nice texture to it. Good. Uh, coats the tongue. Um, for six percent, this is good. This is it. Sort of my quote-unquote sweet spot in that it's mm. it's it's not tasting watery. It's quite full-bodied, and actually, I get why it's sessionable because even on the first sips, there's this lovely roasted character that's got a longer finish, mm -hmm. but. It's not super, it's not like in your face, so you could easily like lightly sip this and not feel overwhelmed. Nice. Yeah, so I think, again, that caramelly sweetness um, and creaminess on the nose is there, but it's, so much of this is this backbone of lightly roasted, um, yeah, like a lightly roasted malt backbone, so everything is burnt like it, it's not it's not burnt acrid but mm -hmm. it is roasted um and that that's sometimes a tough thing to have which is like a fully roasted character that doesn't move into sort of oh here's some acridity there's a little bit of it on the very or so near the end of the finish but i th i think it's because some of those sweeter notes have faded yeah you know like 30 seconds in um and the fact that there isn't any lactose or any other sort of sugars left to to sort of keep that burnt character at bay for longer i think this the fact that that's not there and it's still sort of 30 seconds before you're feeling oh it's a bit burnt it's kind of the perfect place for a sessionable beer to be like i can you know it doesn't last that much lo that long that slight acridity but if you want to get rid of it just have another small sip you know yeah um that's a really really nice um and uh, i i think i skipped the part where hey, look it looks like a stout as yeah. expected yeah yeah, not not it poured with a bit more of a head, but it actually at that six percent, you know, it had the lacing like it doesn't last. Mm. Nothing's clinging to the glass. It all sort of evens out and drips down the glass, so it's, it's not that thick. Here's again, it's it's a lighter-ish stout, but mm -hmm. yeah, nice. tastes tastes stronger in the sense of it tastes like a full-bodied stout. Great, perfect, good. Uh, Lucy, we will suck around to you. Yeah, what um... was the brewery called? Uh, oh. Troubles Brewing, which the first thing I Google when that comes up is Pokemon. Um, so, <laughs> Troubles Brewing, Jamaica. <laughs> um, it's a good name. Yeah, Troubles very, Brewing does does yeah, work very, very well. But it, but it came up with like a Pokemon wiki or something like that. Oh. For like, or something like, I don't know what this is. Um, oh. um, yeah, so it's very dark and seedy the further you scroll down that Pokemon website. Just... Oh, they they yeah. call themselves Jamaica's first craft brewery. Mm, yeah. And just to get a... I wonder if there's even a badge for checking into um, a uh, beer from yeah. Jamaica on Untapped. I mean, they have they have Untapped on their website, yeah. a link. It says it right there, so yeah. I'll give it a go. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a lovely looking beer. Um, mm. It is hazy, um, so so yeah, it's a, it's a light straw coloured um, beer. It poured with, it's quite lively at the beginning, poured with quite a uh, excess head, but that's since calmed down. It's very nice, long lasting. Uh, small bubbles in the white head. It's, mm -hmm. Smell it smells smells gorgeous. Um, getting a lot of that, getting a lot of citrus, but. I guess lemon, lemony citrus on it. Hmm. Getting a bit of bit of that clove, bit of that bit of those esters like banana clove and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's it's just it's got that like nice prickly smell that um going could just keep smelling. It's very nice. Nice. Mm. But see how it tastes. Mm. Oh, that's good. That's very good. 
I don't know if it's because it's just a warm, hot day. I mean, this would be perfect if you were if you're lucky enough to live in the tropics. But um, I don't know if it's because the weather calls for it because it's mm-hmm. quite sweltering. It's getting a bit humid now that we're in the evening. Yeah. But, um, mm. Yeah. This is this is perfect for what I want right now. Um, yeah, it's got those lemony, citrus kind of. It's not tang. It's not. It's not sour or anything. But it's got that kind of like freshness that just mm-hmm. brings it alive. It's a little bit of zest. Yeah, that's yes. the word I was going for. Yeah, zest. Yeah, perfect word. Um, but yeah, it's got a nice sweetness at the end, and it's rounded off with a little bit of sweetness, which is nice. It's mm. not. It's not all bitter at the end. Um, it's obviously very well balanced and got got a bit going for it. But yeah, it's. I mean. Still really hoppy, still really carbonated, so it made the trip well. Um, Good. It's yeah, so that just makes it even more thirst quenching. Um, yeah, that's a really good beer. I really like that. I mean, you you put like any craft name from the UK on this, slap it on this, and you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. It's um, mm. it's really good. I really like this. Good. It's, it's got a nice crispness to it as well, so it's like. With that carbonation, with that hoppiness as well, it's just yeah, does it does the job then? Yeah, it's interesting that it's a hefeweizen that you've mm-hmm. got, but it's not like just a pale or a pilsner mm-hmm. or or something a little bit more not standard, but a little bit more kind of mass market. Yeah. Um, so yeah, interesting. Did you get any more from them as well? Ah, uh, no, I think this is the only one brought okay. back, which is a shame because that's really nice. But like, I don't really tend to drink when I. Go on holiday anyway. I mm-hmm. haven't been back to Jamaica in several years, but if Sorry. I was going over there, I'd be like, I wanted a drink. I'd be like, move over, Red Stripe. Um, <laughs> Heresy. <laughs> which I like. <laughs> I was, um, it's a fine beer. Yeah, it is. Especially when it's. I think I've had it on the podcast. Yes. I think I have as well. Because I was in, I was in, I was in Saskatoon, and, and my brother in law doesn't drink beer, and that was what he had in his fridge. <laughs> I mean, uh, if I it mean works. it's yeah, it's the Guinness of uh, yeah. I need help, I need saving kind of beer. But um, yeah, this oh, is... especially at like one p.m. or whatever the time difference was making me drink at the time. But yeah, this is uh, as you said, Ben. It's a very traditional style. I mean, Germans. No, I mean, who who wouldn't take inspiration from them? But um, yeah, it's it's. It's not the kind of like very flat one note kind of mm-hmm. mass market uh, kind of beers um, that you'd usually represent with, you know, with this style. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really well rounded, really, really flavorful. Good. Um, yeah, it's good. What was the percentage? Did I say six? Or was no, no. Yours is six, isn't it? Adel? Yeah, mine's six. Um, I don't think you said, or if you did, I maybe it's it. not on the bottle. Maybe they don't need that. Surely. <laughs> maybe it's just straight rum. <laughs> Eighty-two <laughs> percent. Uh, yeah, I, I can't see it because I was about to say it's got like kind of warming mm-hmm. sensation as well. Oh, it's five point five. So hmm. yeah, yeah, I did say. Um, nice. But yeah, it's, it's got a nice, got a nice kick to it. So Good. It's like you don't need to just down it, mm-hmm. especially if that Christmas and carbonation would be a bit hard to. So Perfect. so yeah, really nice one to sip on. Amazing. Um, I'm hoping this is as well. The spring protagonist from Lost and Ground has got a lovely nose. Loads of lovely sweet malt in it. Uh, when I crack the can again, it's 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 not a big, not a big nose. But when I crack the can, you you got the waft of it straight away. And as I was pouring, it was just coming kind of out of the glass. That that lovely sweet malt. It's faded very slightly as it sort of sat in the glass for the last sort of few minutes, but not massively. Um, kind of a little little. A brown tinge mm. with, a, with a little bit of an amber, a br- more bronzy kind yeah, of colour. It looks color a bit orangey from, from Slightly, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, a little bit more amber perhaps than uh, than sort of bronze, but um, a little brown tint to it. You will have seen that it poured with a very large head as well. Ooh. Whoa. I like an oh. Whoa, mm. kind of, yeah. So. That's very interesting, because it tastes like a cask beer. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's 
it's got a, a touch of carbonation to it. It's quite a flat beer. Mm-hmm. And it's much more malty. There's a little a touch of smoke in there as well. Only only very slightly, which is kind of sat in the background, giving this nice bitterness to it. What style did you say it was? It's, it's, Sorry, a, it's a special bitter ale. Okay. So it's a it's a bitter. Mm. It's, it's very special. Uh, it's an ale. <laughs> it's an ale. Um, yeah, but, but I had a couple of cask beers yesterday, and this is incredibly close to those, more, more so than the keg uh, beer that I had yesterday as well. Um, but again, there's that little bit of carbonation. I imagine some of that comes through the process of the beer and canning and kind of what you want to put in there, rather than it being sort of a flat uh, um, beer when you when you crack open the can. Um, but it's it definitely hitting that more multi-smoked note. That sweetness that was on the nose doesn't come across very much in the flavour. It's much more kind of bready in the flavour, but combined with that sort of that, that big bitter smokiness, that's very, very nice. Nice. It's very, very like, uh, easy to drink as well. Sounds like um, maybe a. Gosh, I've even forgotten the name of the style. It's been so long <laughs> since I had one. Not quite an amber ale, but like a. Mm. Yeah, maybe an amber ale. Yeah, I mean, maybe a little bit more bitter than an amber ale. Um, mm. Again, I'm getting a little bit of um, maybe a tiny touch of clove and a little kind of peppery kick in there as well. As it's sort of starting to settle and that flavour is lingering a little bit, there, that, that, that sort of a bit of like crack black pepper just sort of mm-hmm. sat in there as well that kind of comes out a little bit from that smokiness. But that's very nice because it kind of unfolds as it moves through as well. Um, mm, that's very good. Lost and Grounded, obviously known for their. Uh, um, sort of Keller pills and, and, and beers mm-hmm. like that, but they can turn their hand at almost anything, really. Yeah. So this is really, really nice. Good. Let's enjoy these beers then. And um, for our first episode of this session, I'll talk about some of the games that we've been playing. Um, it's been a couple of weeks since I talked about an actual game I played. Mm. So I might just creep in very swiftly. Yeah. Um, d- no creeping required. Just go ahead. Talking. Isn't it just tapping required in this one? No. Mean, he's the host. He could just oh. say, hey, no, Ben. I, again, I'm not going to talk about Diablo Immortal. Um, <laughs> okay. I, again, I've, I've put it down a little bit more. I, I'm not keeping up on the daily as mm-hmm. I kind of was. And that daily did turn into me being like, well, I get a bonus for one kill. So I'll go and do one kill and then... Uh, put it down classic. just to get the bonus. I've not been following on the story quite so much, but I, when I've been picking it up, there is yeah, there is a story. Um, there's sort of quests to a quest line to run through. Um, there's things like bounties that you can do, so you can go back to previous areas and kill like sixty enemies, kill an elite enemy, and a few other things that you can get. Obviously, all of that gives you bonuses and more gear and and stuff. And it's a it's a very kind of a, from what I've experience so far it's a very grindy kind of game um you know grind to get some gear grind to get runes to make gems or the gems themselves from different bosses and these kinds of things you can socket the gems in the gear and all of this kind of stuff there's so many like not currencies but kind of elements upon elements that that would be like you've got this gear but you can make it better you can upgrade mm. it by getting all of these materials you can upgrade yeah. it by putting gems in when you have to do this and do this to get all of that and it, it, it definitely feels like a mobile version of Diablo that that is exactly kind of what it is trying to get you to grind constantly trying to be like well I'll just pay five quid and you can get th- that item that you've been trying to grind for um for so long by getting more materials to be able to craft all of this sort of stuff so we'll see how it goes maybe kind of in a in a month or something when they've potentially kind of updated or changed or altered it or nerfed certain things and, and, and that kind of stuff so uh, I'll probably return to it at a later point yeah but I oh, want to talk me. about, bless you, I want to talk about uh, Planet Zoo, oh. um, a, a game from like three years ago, um, mm. but one that I had had on my wish list for a very, very long time. Um, it was on sale and um, I'm really enjoying it. I love a management game. Um, 
and Planet Zoo hits a lot of the little dopamine hits that Mm -hmm. keeps you going, that keeps you playing. Um, It's very intuitive in terms of how you can build things like the park itself, the the pavements, the the habitats, you know, the barriers, the the walls of each of the habitats. Um, And it's got, for the base game, a reasonable amount of um, animals. You know, I'm nowhere near having all of them in my park. Um, Mm. I run through the kind of the campaign um first i didn't finish all of it i did sort of the three tutorial kind of levels and i'm like right i get it i know what i'm doing yeah i'll jump into the sandbox play about see what i can do mess around with things see how animals interact and stuff um and then they I really, all eat each other well yeah if you if you put the <laughs> wrong ones in with each other I don't get very happy. Um, there's loads of conditions for different animals as well. You know, every mm. different species has different conditions. They'll have um, uh, kind of what do you call them? Oh, like pack sizes, almost. You know, the the, the dependent on uh, um, how they mate. There might only have to be one male with several females, or they're like a a, a monogamous um, kind of like couple. So you only want a male and a female um, in. And as soon as the kind of um, offspring come of age you've got to move them out of that habitat and either make one for them or the thing that i have been spending most of my time doing is like not illegal mating trying to make mating and animal trading um there is a uh, there's a franchise mode and Mm. by that they basically mean that you can open up as many parks as you want but across the parks you share the currency so there's mm. uh, like money, but there's also, uh, do they call them conservation credits? It's, it's like a little leaf symbol. And you get conservation credits by either trading animals on the market or by releasing them to the wild. So the way that they do a lot of this is uh, by saying when, you, when you're buying animals kind of in the sandbox, it will be like this one has, um, you know, um, been seized from customs, so you, you know you're you're creating a habitat, you're making a better life for it. This one has been taken off of someone as a pet, kind of thing. And so mm. there's they they're trying to kind of not be like we've taken these animals out of the wild for everybody to look at. <laughs> it's it's kind of trying at least to we're poaching the poachers, yeah. so it's okay. <laughs> um, but in the franchise mode, because you have this combined currency system. It links in with a real-time marketplace. So you basically you can put an animal that you've uh, uh, bred once it reaches maturity. You can put it up for sale in this marketplace. And I'm sat there going, right? I've got my I've got my common ostrich. It's a gold standard common ostrich because I've got a couple of really good ostriches mating and and doing all of this stuff, right? And at the moment on the market. A gold standard common ostrich is going for 200 conservation credits. Perfect. Get it on sale. And it will sit there for an hour until someone else who's playing in the franchise mode wants to buy it. That's fun. It's really good. Yeah. And then the next day, the market might change because suddenly everyone's breeding common ostriches. And so the gold standard common ostrich might have gone down to 20 conservation credits. So you're constantly balancing which animals you're trying to get into your park Mm. because you're trying to bring more money in you're trying to get people in so you want better animals for the appeal and then you're doing lots of breeding and it's uh, there's loads of stuff around that that you can do you know you can put them all on contraception so none of them so no babies can come i had a real bad peacock issue um (laughs) in one of my my parts well they're strutting they just they just fucked and fucked and fucked (laughs) and i had this it was like I'd, I'd made it for something like 10 peacocks and um, suddenly I had like 25 and I'm like, oh shit, I've just got to make a whole new habitat to get some of them out because there's just too many and they're, they're shitting everywhere. So it's all unhygienic. A load of them have got like a flu because they would have been shit put everywhere. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yes, completely. And then you're like, brilliant. But but peacocks are one of the easier animals, one of the cheaper animals to get. I'm like, right, I've got like four billion peacocks. What can I do with hmm. them all? Because everyone else has got a billion peacocks, the market is saturated. So it's, yeah. it's more beneficial to <laughs> release to them to the wild. So you, you just Behind imagine... <laughs> well, that's it. You imagine the planet zoo, the world of planet zoo, just peacocks 
everywhere in the mm. world, just <laughs> running rampant. Um, but it's it, it kind of on one of these like management kind of park style games. There's loads of things you can do, like research, and you can theme mm. your kind of zoos to certain themes. There's like a new world kind of North American theme. There's a mm. an, an Indian theme, an African theme. Like these kinds of things. Like all of these animals are from it. And I've started to try and do that a little bit more and get into the more like almost um, like asset construction side of things where oh. you can start to actually build structures and and things within this as well and save kind of like blueprints and things but i've been making like viewing galleries for kind of the animals so actually rather than it just being a path that walks past the enclosure having a separate path that comes off which is kind of housed and covered so people when it's raining can come in and kind of like view the animals and stuff like that i've actually been really enjoying doing my job in a computer game, as as always happens with all of these kinds of games, you know, City Skylines. I'll go into the like building creator mode and make some fucking mm. buildings, like ridiculous. Just do my job, um, yeah. and I've started doing it in Planet Zoo. I'm like, I'll oh, pause. I don't want any of my animals to age while I spend a whole <laughs> afternoon building this ridiculous viewing gallery. I mean, um, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, just shows that you like your line of work. Mm. That's very true. Yes, yes. I look for my extracurricular activities to also incorporate um, some of that. Um, mm-hmm. But they've got, uh, it's ridiculous the amount of um, DLC they have as well. Um, yeah, the advantage of playing the game sort of later in its development cycle is you don't have to be like, no, I'm spoiled for choice. It's great. Yeah. It turns absolutely. out I just, well, I didn't need to wait six months for a lion or a golden ostrich. <laughs> yeah. Or whatever it was. A I common. mean, that's just chocobos, right? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> it like sounds that. very similar to the space organ trading simulator game mm-hmm. that I played. This is no different. Just trading animals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the horse trading. The, the these app. animals would be butchered. You're selling them to, like, dog food companies, aren't you? I mean, uh, who knows what happens when it goes... If the man who signs for it says it's going to, you know, zoo number 12, you know, what he does with his ostrich... A, a, a Kentucky okay. Fried Peacock nah. <laughs> comes in dressed in like a giraffe fucking waistcoat, just like oh, it's that kind of person. I'm see. from Toys R Us. Yeah. Oh no, this one died of natural causes. <laughs> a bullet to the brain is natural, right? Because yeah. humans are just animals, and a human did it. And we did it exactly. Yeah, circle of life. Um, but there's there's tons I haven't got into yet. Like I, you know, I, I just can't afford like lions and elephants and giraffes and those kinds of bigger kind of like ticket animals, if you will. Um, because everything I've, you know, the the most I think animal that had the most appeal off was a Bengal tiger. So because mm. Bengal tigers, uh, you can have them, you can house them by themselves, or just have like a mating pair together. And I was like, oh, one is going very cheaply on the market and it is a pretty good one. I will have it and I will make mm. a habitat for it. I'll get people into my zoo. That'll obviously raise my credits. And then another one popped up a couple of days later, uh, a female. And I'm like, perfect. I've got a mating pair now um, to kind of um, hang out together. They There is, uh, as well, built into this, They so they, 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 they're kind of graded right, as a gold yeah. ostrich. You can get silver ones, bronze ones, and then just no grading to them. Um, and they degrade the quality of them degrade if you start to allow them to like inbreed and these kinds of things oh, so of course. when you're using the market you actually have to be a little bit conscious about where you know you can't suddenly buy a bengal tiger from this zoo and because then a day later buy the, buy another one from that zoo because it might be a sibling of the one that you've kind of already bought like that's all built into this kind of thing, which is which is nuts that there's this yeah. big system, this like actual trading system behind it, taking all of that data from the actual and, game. Yeah, like that... having a database versus going out in the ether and coming back yeah. and it not, not mattering. That's really cool, actually. See, this is the depth that um, I really found lacking in the Jurassic World Evolution yes. games. because absolutely. They were just basically like, okay, I'm bored. I'll just make a two dinosaurs fight because there's nothing else to do. <laughs> um, like, there's just it, even the second one. It had more plot, right? Which and the plot was interesting because the 
premise was like they're overtaking North America. So you were like, yes, welcome to Idaho level. And like, yeah. but except for like the climate and the topography, it's not like you were interacting with Idahoans. Mm. Um, so that that didn't yeah. last long, that novelty. And then it was just like out in the parks are still bland and plain and there isn't depth to yeah. the animals. It seems like yet, it just wants to coast on its license. Not that the developers, you know, they probably want to do more, but probably yeah. I mean, who like knows that. how much they were restricted on yeah, like, things like turnaround as well. How quickly they had to get a product kind of out the door to coincide yeah. with the release of the films and all yeah. of those kinds of things as well. But yeah, I think yeah. I think Planet Zoo is uh, from Frontier Developments, uh, just a fantastic game, fantastic product. Um, I am writing something for the site on it as well. Um, they've got a new conservation pack coming out next week as well, which is a little bit more, you know, they're, they're very heavy into kind of these animals, you know, and it will give you all of those listings like these are endangered, these are critically kind of endangered and those sorts of things. And you get more conservation credits if you release like critically endangered animals like back into the wild and stuff. If you've got a breeding program for, you know, some really rare fucking tree frog then it, it, it benefits you to do that and put them out into the wild kind of thing. So it, it's almost subconsciously making you a little bit more aware of these kinds of things. And I think the uh, the conservation pack coming out next week is the first kind of um, st- like conservation stamped pack. Everything has been like North America pack, Africa pack, Antarctica pack, mm. you know, habitat type of pack. Um, so yeah, um, they seem to be moving in that kind of direction as well, which mm-hmm. is really interesting. Um, so we'll see how that develops and see what there very is in the comprehensive. Well. Very comprehensive. Yes. Um, one question. How hmm. hard is it to get the pandas to mate? Uh, <laughs> it's not that hard. Um, uh, well, Zero I, out of ten. I will say that I say it's not that hard, but the only experience I actually have of it is in one of the campaign zoos. Um, it is a panda park. And they're the big okay. kind of pull. And they've yeah. already got a baby okay. when you get into it. So actually, I don't know how hard it is to make them mate. Because I've not done, I've not tried that yet. Maybe that'd be my next you have task. To like, you have to, like, just build out, like, a sex room for them in real life. Yep. You, know? like, you have to, like, literally show them panda porn. That's it. Like, maybe they should just go extinct if it's hard, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Not just show them the show. game like look you do yeah. it in this game right. come on yeah. pandas um, but yeah I, I, I'll report back more on um, on Planet Zoo and as I say I'm going to have something up on the site maybe next week maybe the week after uh, about some sort of further thoughts on it as well um, so we're going to move on from Planet Zoo and that's, that's kind of what I've been dipping in and out of um, over my evenings when I've not been working too much so who has a game to talk about Oh, Lucy, I see, I see a finger being pointed, oh. yes. Oh. Uh, yeah, I'll just give out a few PSAs for mm. games, including to you two. Um, apparently Netflix had some, were part of E3 last week or something. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. Um, but all I heard amongst the, the rumblings and of that is that... Um, guy who made Downwell, I'm not sure of his name, unfortunately. Uh, I think but, it was uh, Mr. Downwell. <laughs> Mr. Welldown, um, he... Mr. Well Endowed. Yeah. Oh, my. We were all thinking, uh, yeah. It's... Just you two. Ojiro um... <laughs> <laughs> Fumoto is Mr. Downwell. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, he put out a game on... It's very strange, like, for ages, I didn't know how to access Netflix games. You have to search for the game or just if you're lucky type netflix and hopefully those games um go up to the surface on your mobile device and sign in with mm. your netflix account let's have a look um yeah the name of the game is point p which is um, very lovely to say it's spelled p-o-i-n-p-y um i don't know what it means i don't know who this little green creature you play as i don't know what kind of animal he is. He's probably one of the inbred creatures from Ben's Zoo Tycoon game. So, uh, yeah, I don't know what he is, but it's it's a really fun game. It's it's the... Well, Downwell was... Downwell did come to mobile, and yeah, it is yes. like that very much one-button game. It's like perfect for that. This is your, your swiping and tapping. Um, right. But yeah, just, just, just hop into it. I'm sure everyone's got 
somebody's Netflix login, like I do. That's how I'm, well, I'm playing no. it. <laughs> in- interestingly, when I searched it in Netflix and then I clicked on it in the Netflix app, it popped mm. up saying, we will now direct you to the Google Play Store. Play Store, So yeah. it then comes up, the title of the the app is Netflix Pointy. So oh, okay. I don't know now, can you just search that on the Google Play app without having to worry about it? Is it is it hidden in the play app and it's? I, th- of... I think they're quite hidden, um, unless you know the name of the game. You can't just sometimes no. you search for Netflix. And I mean, I looked up Netflix on my Android device, and I got. I mean, obviously, you're not going to be able to read the screen, but it. I've got Netflix, Stranger Things, Teeter yeah. Up, Wonder Pup Forever, Into the Dead, a whole bunch of things that are just preempted by the word Netflix. Yeah. And Netflix Point P is there, one yeah. of them. So if you just mm. search Netflix on the, at least on the Android app store, you'll find the list. Yeah, okay. there's a lot of shovelware that comes upon the uh, iPhone. Um, ah, I gotcha. App store, so just be aware of that. But um, I thought yeah, they it's... were the more curated store, though. <sighs> just stop. Um, <laughs> they are if um, if it's. It's not even Apple Arcade anymore. I was just saying, oh, Apple Arcade right, is where go. they put all their curation, yeah. and they're like, ah, some, some, some of it's all like, oh, we want to entice engagement with these games. Although, I may re-up for another month on Apple Arcade, because the guy who made like Space Harrier is playing out a very Space Harrier-looking game Ooh, on nice. Apple Arcade. <laughs> so I might check that out. But um, mm. anyway, yeah, Point P, it's, uh, it's, I guess it's a roguelike. Um mm-hmm. You're basically running away from this monster that continuously chases you up from the bottom of the screen, and you have to feed it fruit. And the physics in this game is fantastic because you kind of um, you using like the swipe mechanic, angle your shots. So it's basically in this very, you know, vertical mm-hmm. kind of uh, like a well. Yeah, like a well, <laughs> but you're going <laughs> up instead of down this time. But you're basically like ricocheting little pointy off the off the sides of uh, this. Let's call it a ravine that you're scaling up. Yes, nice. and it's like, and you can um, you've got the classic thing where you can like butt stomp on things and mm. stuff like that. But you've got a limited amount of swipes, i.e., a limited okay. amount of ricochets. And as soon as you like touch a platform or the ground. That's when your kind of like um, chain resets, and this monster that you need to feed, he he eats fruits, these fruits that you collect in the air and stuff like that, and you basically have to like keep him sated. So like it comes up at the top of the screen which fruits that you need to pick. So I need an apple and a banana this time. I need strawberry apples, two apples, three bananas, etc. Mm-hmm. etc. And it's like. If you kind of break that train and he there's a little t- ticking time down um, before he gets too hungry, he basically just spits fire at you and that's one of your hearts gone. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it gets increasingly um, difficult, like the different, uh, like the fruits. Uh, it's like it starts with like two different kinds of fruits and then it's like, okay, there's three different kinds, four different kinds. And it's like, it's all about managing where you're going to shoot to, where you're going to ricochet mm. off. It's just, it's chaining that kind of mm. momentum, and um, you, you you unlock some abilities. Like I've unlocked something where it's like it slows down time when I'm trying to aim, or mm. there's other abilities where it's like okay, you can jump higher, or you can gain more than one fruit if you do this particular move or but stop off this um, particular creature. And it's like every time you die, which is which is often, it's probably one run is probably, at most, I'd say maybe five minutes. Um, you, every time you die, you get these experience points, and it's like every level that you um, level up, you get an unlock, which can be an extra, I don't know, um, extra ability or an extra jump to your character okay, or an nice. extra... Yeah, or mm. an extra um, inventory slot for all your different abilities and stuff like that. So you're continually improving, unlocking things, mm. feeling that progression. And yeah, it's the perfect quote-unquote roguelike in that sense where you are feeling progression all the nice. time. It's not... Um, you, you don't feel like you're never working towards something. Mm. You know, it's like, okay, this is a rubbish run, I'm going to die immediately. You're still 
gaining that experience. So, yeah, Point Pete's that's what I've been playing. I don't know if there's an end to the game or something. Um, when you make it out of this ravine or whatever. But yeah, it's it's super well made. It plays really well whilst run on my phone. I think the only complaint, as with most um, mobile phone games, that it might drain your battery a bit. But mm. I mean, you can understand. I mean, it's very very pretty, very colourful, very charming. The animation's great. So yeah, it's like it a lost great. little Nintendo game. Yeah, nice, nice. Yeah, I, um, it is. Maybe poked at it a bit in, 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 <laughs> while you were talking and. It took because I was also trying to split my attention. I was spent a good twenty seconds before realizing I was swiping in the opposite direction than I would have thought. <laughs> yeah. I would thought it be thought it was a swipe up, but it's a like swipe towards. Okay. Your or character swipe game. Opposite. I think you can invert it as well. So. Oh, because because um, like yeah, that was really strange for me. It's <laughs> like oh, start in the sky and then draw a line to yeah. your dude, and then yeah. they will then follow the line. You drew, which like once that arc, yeah. yeah. In in once, the forty five seconds it, I played, yeah. it made it was fine, but yeah, it was definitely yeah. like twenty seconds of what am I doing wrong? Because it's just spinning <laughs> in a ball. Yeah, I'm telling it to spin in a ball. The tutorial's really good, and then when you when you start playing it, it just becomes second nature, and then you start pulling off some really cool little uh, chains. So yeah, it's very intuitive. Nice, nice. It's it's now installed onto my phone, but I did have a quick look. And scrolled through and saw Moonlighter is one of the um, games available oh, yeah. through yeah. it. Um, however, I thought oh, I'll click on it and just see. Um, it comes up saying device not supported on my Pixel 3a and tells me compatibility requires Android OS 8 or later. I, 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 you, I, have I, you not upgraded your I'm phone? I'm up to date. I'm up to date in all of my that, OS like, systems I have and a stuff. Pixel 3a. So, it's on Android 12. I mean, so it'd be interesting to see what yours, if you were to go to, to Netflix and put into Moonlighter, to see what comes up. Um, mm. But I had to update to play Point P because it was like okay. iOS 15 and I was only on like 13. Right. Know, that uh, happened. But, <laughs> yeah. What I mean, are we looking for again? Netflix? So if you go into Netflix mm. and then if you were to search Moonlighter within Netflix. Uh... Yeah. Um, it would be the first, obviously the first mobile game that then comes up, and when you click on it, yeah, it just comes up saying device not supported on mine. Uh, so I was hoping the App Store would list it New and Lighter on their list, because mm-hmm. uh, I don't have the app installed by phone. Right, so I'll, well, okay. Well, I'll, I'll poke at it and yeah, yeah. see see what we I, can do. I don't know if it's because I know that maybe it was it's not yet on the service. I can't remember. Maybe it is because I know that they were putting on a few games. I think. Was Kentucky Route Zero one of them or something? Or yeah, I think like... you'd mentioned the other day that that was going to yeah. to come. That's just gone on Game Pass as well, hasn't it? Yeah, that's been mm. Game Pass for a bit. Oh, has it? Oh, yeah. and maybe it's one of the quests this week to play it. Maybe that's why I picked up on it. Possibly. Yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah, just to launch it. Um, uh, a game similar to that, which I'll just quickly bri- briefly touch on, mm-hmm. um, is uh, Citizen Sleeper, which is um, nice. I recommend that. Um, I played it, and it's probably one of the best written games that I've ever played. Mm. So when you're in a reedy mood, um, go play that. It is very much space capitalism, the game, but it isn't... It's very hopeful (laughs) in a sense. It's not always... I mean, there are parts of Kentucky Route Zero which were hopeful, but it did feel a bit more oppressive and melancholic than uh, Citizen Sleeper is, so... Yep. Yeah, um, I teared up at several of the endings in that, so it's fantastic. Um, go, go play that. It's what did you play that on? Steam Deck. Okay. Uh, via <laughs> via <Xbox>. Casual flex. <laughs> I heard via that X-Cloud. that Steam Deck intake of breath. <laughs> via Xcloud. So, what do you even call that now? Oh uh, wow. Yeah, because yeah. I, I just, I just. I've I've went into the little settings. It's, it's very easy to get um, cloud games just running on your thing that just seems. That's so. um that's a Xbox Ultimate Game Pass perk, right? Yes. Yeah. I see. Yes. <laughs> Xbox. So I had Xbox yeah. Ultimate for mm-hmm. a couple of months and realized I wasn't really using anymore. But like mm-hmm. that would be a reason for me to like if if it works on Steam Deck if I ever get one, which should be. I mean. November. <laughs> um, 
So who knows? Yeah, yeah, it's it takes. I'm guessing twenty. Takes five minutes to get it sorted. I mean, as I said, like Microsoft have listed on their support page. This is how you get. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's Cloud Games working on these things. So yeah, but yeah, go play Citizen Sleeper. Um, and I launched into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Shredder's Revenge today. Mm. Mm. I only played two levels. So I'll just say it's very, very good. From oh yeah, that I, I didn't played, realize so. it had come out on Game Pass, it, and then like right before this call, I was like, "No way, don't hit mm-hmm. download because yeah. it's small." But I should probably not abuse my bandwidth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it was today, wasn't it? Yeah, it's only a gig on console, so it's probably like two. It's seven hundred forty-four megs. Not that okay, I checked. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think I downloaded it when you were streaming, so. Um, that's why oh. I went dark. <laughs> Just, I was like, I'm gonna play this game now. Nice, um, nice. Yeah, the oh, game. Yeah. But I've wanted to talk. It always run on for so long. But so I'll make this more of an abridged chat. Is uh, the game that I've been very enamoured with, which I had been waiting several years to come out. Um, it's a game called Freshly Frosted, and uh, the. Mm. Uh, Devs quantum astrophysicists guild, I think they're called. It's a mouthful. It's an impressive um, name. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, this this is their game, and it came out on last Friday, so a week ago. Um, it's a puzzle game, and it's all the right kind of things that I want from a puzzle game. Nice. Um, we discussed over the weekend that I don't like donuts. Um, yes. And this game is all about <laughs> putting boat donuts on like a factory line to get packaged or whatever. <laughs> but these are the right kinds of donuts because I don't have to eat them. Um, <laughs> and there's this, there's this, uh, this, there's this narration in the game. Um, this woman with a very soothing voice talking about how much she loves donuts, and it's like this is bordering on a sexual fascination with donuts. And it's like, I'm all there for it, you know? Covering herself with powdered sugar and everything. But it's like, it's it's just a very soothing, calm kind of vibe to it. And it's nice, like, it's very nice. nice. And, and it's like, it, it doesn't punish you. Basically, it's a puzzle game where you're um, sort of like Cosmic Express, if anyone's ever played that, where you just make, when you've got these... Assembly lines, basically, the start and the end. Okay, this is where the donuts are coming from. This is where you need to get them to. And you're having to draw the conveyor belt in between. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like all the bu- good puzzle games that I like, um, this has got 12 sets of levels, I think. Maybe 15 or 10 or 12. I can't remember. In each one. Um, I think it's 12. I think it's 12 per donut box. Donut world. But they... Each one introduces a new mechanic, so it's sort of like, okay, there's these things, these flippers that sort donuts. One donut goes this way, one donut goes that way. There's teleporters in one of the most recent levels that I've gone through. Um, there's you know, all kinds of different additions to mm. the main mechanic, and it just keeps stacking and stacking and stacking in a very satisfying way. So it's like, okay, I've done one puzzle box, and it's like, I've got a very used to the mechanics of this and the, and then the next level it'll add on that mechanic to what you've already learned and it's mm-hmm. just progressively getting more difficult uh, each time. I've spent quite a few, few minutes maybe up to an hour on some of those levels but <laughs> it's a case of you know it's easy to very much put down come back to it in the morning and it's like it clicks um, it's that kind of satisfying puzzle game and mm. Yeah, it's it's just I'm playing on the Steam Deck, um, and it works fantastically with the controller. Just like tracing out the conveyor belts, it's it works so seamlessly. Um, this game took a while to come out, several years. So, mm. and I mean, it shows because it, everything's just very finely tuned and very well made and very seamless in how you draw the conveyor belts. Um, like every good puzzle game offers redo buttons and undo buttons and you know you can skip puzzles if you're um having an issue you can use a hint but knowing me i'm too stubborn so i just <laughs> stare at it for like an hour so but yeah it's it's a fantastic little puzzle game i really love it and i'll be sad when it's finished i think i'm on 
box 10 of 12. So. Okay. Yeah, but go pick up Freshly Frosted. It's lovely. Nice, good. good. It's like eating a donut, if you like donuts. Yeah. <laughs> Only if you like them, though, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, good. Uh, we are... We're running very close to the end of our hour. Um, Adol, have you got a couple of a couple of minutes just to have you played have you played anything, or has what you've played need more time? No, it means it needs so little time because oh. it's what I streamed. And if you want more details, just do that. I I stream so Saints Row called Saints Row, not Saints Row One, and not redo, but the new Saints Row. They came out with their demo, which is a boss designer it Character, basically yeah, yeah. um although uh, it's, what it's, you it's, made it's literally was, sorry it's what you made was inspired so i'll just say <laughs> that <laughs> uh yeah i spent an hour and a half on making one character it's just a character creator basically mm. showing you all the things you can do and what's mildly interesting is you can upload that and because it's associated with your epic account um it's a, it's like a, well, I can't actually remember the name of the thing now. It's a boss simulator, a boss designer boss or something. Like factory? Factory, thank you, yeah. Oh. Um, and so apparently your boss will show up in the game, but also you can like download and share other bosses and then they will show up in your game. Okay. But obviously all you're doing is cosmetics, two emotes, and a voice. So show up in the game, it's like, okay, so what, my first boss battle will be someone who's skinned the way I designed? Like, wait, so you just, did, like, in your development cycle, you're just like, how about we just stop bothering with character design and then offer it as a demo perk? <laughs> Let the players do it. It's yeah, like, oh, man, these, these, are the, these are the dumbest design bosses. It's not my fault, it's all your colleagues. Um, his name was Joseph Gordon-Levitt. You do it. Make, no. make that Ubisoft game that's never coming out. But, um, it, Beyond it, good and evil, whatever it's called. It <laughs> did have enough random options and, like... Yeah. You can have genitalia that's blurred or having a floating emoji over it, and I had fun trying to figure out how to make the emoji look less obviously slapped on. Things like that. It's very Saints Row. Um, I, the moderators will be busy, basically. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> one of the fir the first thing I saw, so once you, so you can design things, you can upload them, and then you can like just browse. And my second part, half of the stream was like maybe 30 minutes of me just looking at what people have done. And by far the best one was just someone who made Shaggy. It's just Shaggy. I didn't see this. What, Shaggy the Rapper or Shaggy? Oh, no, I wish it was Shaggy the Rapper. No, there was a Kanye, though. Uh, no, Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. And I was like, well, that was a pretty good Shaggy. Uh, the okay, rest that... was a lot of... I'll take that. I think that's Donald Trump. Maybe it's Rush Limbaugh. I don't know. They were basically the same mall, mass of human. Um, but, I mean, it, I we know I, like, I have fun using character creators. And obviously, as a stream, I went through every slider. And what I like is... Um, they're it's not one granular. of those things where you just min-max, like, either you're going to all go all one way or the other. The, the more interesting choices were kind of mostly in the middle, or... Mm. And they had some some things, like, your brow could be asymmetrical, so you could have, like, oh, half your forehead rock. protruding and the other half not. Like, which was like, oh, it's not just a standard thing. Most of it is. And obviously, a lot of the fun is in, like, outfits and stuff, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I my standard gripes still apply, which is basically... Don't give me the hair stuff. And then the head stuff where I have to pick my ears and things because I've put hair in the way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, just the ordering of these things is annoying, but as a demo, it also just kind of... The only thing I wanted to say was, like, if you're going to make it sharing and searching and stuff, oh, puts a, like, give a QA tester, like, 20 minutes to be like, is this, like, the best way to do this? Because it's a really clunky interface. Things like you can um, favor, you can find a skin you like, like a boss you like, and then you can favorite the creator. You can't click on them to see everything else they see. You oh, can favorite right. them as a creator, and then go back three screens, and then in your favorite, like yeah, out of the search, yeah. and then go, ah, who are my favorite creators? And then you click on your favorite creator that you've just made and see what they've done. And then you're like, oh, turns out I just like that one thing. Oh. There's no unfavorite. Also, you're telling me I can only have 60 favorite creators, which obviously I'm never going to fill up, but in principle, yeah. I want to get this person off my list. Mm. And it's like little, like small things like that where it's like, 
Is just this, don't do the sharing final, thing unless you want to do the sharing thing though? right. Sorry? Is this, when's that game out? They have times to stream this year. But it's not final. Yeah, I mean, so the big thing is I don't know how big of a deal the boss factory is and the sharing of that, right? Well, yeah. I, I'm assuming you're, like, telling us how, how flexible our protagonist can be in a very cheeky way. Yes. And then you, you someone had this bright idea, and so, like, one of the first three bosses, or all three of the first three bosses, or, you know, like, three inconsequential bosses will be seeded from your favorites, and they say, look at this thing we did. That yeah. Like, that just seems like the way a developer nowadays would do these things. Can, it's supposed to come out you... August 23rd. Oh, I had but no like, idea. I didn't yeah. know it was I thought it was delayed by a year or something. Are you able to carry this progress or, or your character that you've made into the final game? Yeah, so that's the whole point, is they in will the show up in character. the game as... So oh, them okay. or ones you favorited will show up as a boss, whatever that means, right? I was just wondering if this was like, just a demo and them saying... But when the game comes out, you can actually do. Oh this. no! So I didn't so, realize. Well, it's attached to your. It's attached to your profile, yeah, or as some way. Profile. Or I mean, who knows how well it'll do that? Um, but like, that's why I'm saying, okay. if you're going to offer this as actual functionality, then I want to like. Mm -hmm. the, yes, I know it's just some net code and some UI, and I can stumble my way through. But this this doesn't give me a strong like. This is your demo, this is your sales pitch, it's just a character creator, and you're saying it will have an impact on the game, and me trying to curate that impact is annoying and painful in ways it shouldn't mm. be. That's disappointing. That's yeah. all. Okay. So those are my two minutes that turn into sure. seven. Ah, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, good. We will finish what we've been playing there for this week then, and round out episode 330, as I've now seen it's come up in the stream chats, um, with our beers... Um, Adam, we, we started with you. How how was the beer? Uh, it was really good. I, I think it, it's exactly what it said on the tin. It's a great sessionable beer. It had um, coffee and sort of, I don't know if they say burnt overtones, but like there was a like caramel caramelliness on the nose, less so on the, ta on the taste, but I actually liked that about it. And nothing really changed except that acridness that sort of my palate got used to by, by about halfway through. And so even though it got a little harsher um, before the whole thing faded, once I got used to that, that it was barely noticeable, so it just mm. became really pleasant to sup on my own terms, which nice. I really like about a beer. Uh, it's one of the things I seek is ones that don't make you refill on their terms. Mm -hmm. Really, really excellent. Uh, I've not really had anything from them before, but I, I would seek them out uh, more still, the beer engineers. And your beard. Lucy! It's not a thing they said, that was just me. <laughs> That's why I don't work in marketing. <laughs> Lucy, how is your yeah. beer? Yeah, it's good. I've still got a better third of it. Um, mm. Yeah, it's... Uh, as I say, it's a really well-rounded, um, well-balanced beer. And it's got... Even though it has that like carbonation and crispness and stuff, it's got a nice softness to it. Um, so... Um, as I say, when you live in the tropics, you probably get good water as well. Absolutely, yeah. Get it all. So, yeah. Just going to bathe in this later. <laughs> yeah. um, Save yeah. that final third just to <laughs> yeah. splash over yourself. Yeah, cleanse myself. But yeah, yeah, it's it's really nice. Um, don't know how I'll ever get uh, any more of it unless I send the mules back or yep. go myself. I need a passport. Um, but yeah, it's very nice, very nice. Been perfect for with this sweltering heat. Good, good. Um, Has the stout perfectly matched the weather? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, the uh, a special bitter ale, Spring Protagonist from Lost and Grounded, this was uh, a nice beer again for, for the heat. It seems like a cask beer is not something you kind of want when it's this warm and hot and humid, but this yeah. sat very, very well. It mellowed as I drank it, so those bigger malty and that smoky note that I was getting from it they they both mellowed out and it was more the kind of the the, the cracked black pepper um a little bit of clove that that stuck around that little bit more the malts were there still but they just mellowed a little bit to allow other things to come to the front um it was a lovely bit it went back very very easily um 
so yeah, uh, a spring protagonist, I think, then alongside, oh, what was the other one? Uh, Arbor did a a bitter recently as well, which again was was very nice. Um, I don't know why why am I going for a bitter? I mean, sometimes you go through those phases. I mean, like yeah, I was there probably about the start of the year. I was just mm. like, Give me a few bitters. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because you, you had a few on the podcast as well, didn't you? Mm-hmm. A, f- a, a few more sort of traditional uh, beers as well. So, yeah, yeah, it, it's really good. Uh, so, that rounds us out for the episode. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. You can get us at Tanked Up Cast on the socials if you want to tell us about what you've been drinking or what you've been playing. Uh, it would be great to hear from you. We are Out of Lives as well, so go to outoflives.net to look at other things that people are chatting about and doing. Uh, you can hit us up on Twitch as well, House of Lives Network, and see Adol's streams. Um, see him in the Saints Row Boss Factory, uh, which will be on the VOD for you to watch. Or go over to our YouTube page, which is Out of Lives Network as well, and see that stream when it goes up or any of the other ones that he has put up recently or if you're listening to us in audio form on your podcast service of choice you can go to the YouTube to see our beautiful faces and the beers that we have been drinking uh, um, chat to us leave a comment like subscribe all of that shit uh, but just get in touch have a chat with us it's it's always great um, and it's free exactly it is free it's free to talk Ooh. well no that's BT it's good to talk Jesus Christ what decade are we in um, <laughs> yeah my brain's melted now goodbye <laughs> Bye. Ciao. <laughs> www.outoflives.net. <laughs>